0: On this edition of the Table of Content, Michael and I continue our journey through Misspelled, the new fantasy series from We Are One Body Audio Theater. And we'll dive into episode three that's coming up next right here on the Table of Content. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in to this episode of The Table of Content. I am Albert Sines, joined with Michael Steele. Michael, glad to have you. Oh, great to be here. So we continue through our journey, our own quest of reviewing Misspelled. And we look now into episode three, entitled Love and Enchantment. So for all you romantics out there, maybe this is the episode that will speak to you in more ways than one. Uh, but Michael, I'll hand it off to you to kind of open it up for us.
1: Sure. Well, well thank you, Albert. You know, it's when this episode is love and enchantment. You know, I just wanted to say, ah. <laughs> where are the harps? Yeah.
0: Where where, are the harps?
1: where? where? Where's Cupid? Right. Exactly. So, um, so to pick up from the previous episode, we uh, the mage, uh, kind of a cantankerous person who is suffering from severe memory loss and he's looking to find out who he is, had a, a lead from a dog that he gave speech to and the dog pointed him in the right direction. He said, why don't you go over to a village in that direction? And as he's walking to find answers about who he is he comes actually he's he's struck in the hat by an arrow so it's
0: always a little arrow. dangerous when you're walking down a path and just an arrow comes flying out of nowhere and hits you in the head well in his hat
1: right you know i wonder if that's a little nod to cupid there's there's our cupid arrow right there it just goes oh, right through his hat maybe maybe <laughs> But so uh, right, how's that for, for, for starting your your morning off well? Having an arrow sort of hit hit your you know hit your hat. So, but anyways, um, so he uh, stumbles upon this gentleman Sebastian, who and they talk a little bit. Uh, Sebastian, once he finds out that the mage can do magic, asks him to make the local his local crush fall in love with him and ask if, if the mage could help him out with that and the mage as we've come to expect kind of crankily says no <laughs> so and for for a lot of good reasons but uh, he says i i just don't i can't make people fall in love with you it just doesn't work like that but then he asks a little bit about her name and what's her name? and Her name's Josie and she's pretty and she's got long black hair and a voice like an angel.
0: You know, and, and we've, we've already repeated this a couple of times about the mage, but we continue to find that, as you said, he continues to be cantankerous. He continues to sort of be unwilling to assist outside of his own, well, s- selfishness. He's mm. still just focused on himself, you know. Now, I, I don't want to dis, displace the fact that someone who woke up in the middle of the forest with no memory and can do magic is like, what happened to me? That they they're they're kind of focused on one particular thing. I want to give them credit for. Yeah, you want to find out who you are, what happened, where you came from. However, I just kind of hope, you know, I. I Hope. I, I have faith in humanity that, you know, there would be a bit more charity and kindness to people around you, especially if you're trying mm-hmm. to get people to help you. If you want some answers, you know, if you give a little, you get a little, that type thing. You know, you scratch my back, I scratch your back. But right. he, he he really, he he holds on, you know, the his character development. You know, we are really just sort of, I, I think what it's good is we almost start to get really frustrated with the mage as we continue through the series. Yes. as as the listeners, as the audience, we're like, gosh, come on, you know, like you, you have an opportunity here to do something and you just kind of continue to either mess things up. You continue to sort of create problems, even if there's resolution, you know, even if there was resolution in the mayors and the townspeople and the animals from the previous episode, even if that's the case, you still sort of just like, you're ruffling a lot of feathers here, you know, like, why not why not try a different path? You know, instead of, you know, instead of sour, why not try sweet and see how far that gets you?
1: Right. You know, there, as you were talking, I was just coming to mind this saying, you know, sow an action, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a, a character. Sow a character, reap a destiny. And I think we're, we're kind of seeing that his character is coming out. He's He's sown something that of which he's bearing the fruit in his own person. And it's not always a, a you know, kind of a, a nice thing to, to look at. <laughs> he's just kind of, yeah, grouchy all the time and selfish. Right? You know, and, uh, and it's like, it's not like he's even aware of it as time at, at times, you know, I think he's in need of a reawakening on a lot of different levels. So he's there and he's asking you know, uh, or he's, he's dealing with this young uh, man, uh, Sebastian. And like you were saying he's focused on his own, uh, his own goals, his own purpose, his own desires. So he just doesn't want to get involved with this, uh, young couple and their affection for each other. And isn't, and it's sort of the classic love story where it's like, they both have affections for each other. And yet they haven't broached this topic, you know, kind of bring that desire or element out in the open with, with, through good old-fashioned communication, right? He wants to turn to magic, and she wants to turn to magic, conversely.
0: Sure, sure. Well, you know, uh, sometimes immaturity leads to drastic actions, drastic desires, you're willing to sort of do whatever it takes, yeah. and it, it's it's an interesting point of of the story, right? Because what 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 do we have to compare to? We have the mage who has something that he wants very much, right? And he seems to be willing to do whatever it takes to a certain extent, only if it helps him, of course. Yeah, you know. Well, I'll make all the animals talk, as we saw in episode two. You know. Yep. And it sort of has led him on a path because the dog sort of said, hey, go find the witch in the forest in the chicken leg house. Mm. And now we are, you know, confronted with these two young people uh, and and, and we're going to meet Josie here in a a quick second. Uh, But these two young people who are in love with each other and they are finally at the point where they're like, well, I'll do whatever it takes. And again, we have this point of did you consider what's going to happen from the thing that you want done? Or are you more concerned with just yourself, right? Because I don't think the mage really concerned himself with, well, what's going to happen when I make all the animals talk? Nope. So we have Sebastian and we're introduced to Josie. So let me bring her into the story, right? So Josie is talking to the cat, the sort of puss in boots character. And, uh, you know, she's going on and on about Sebastian and the cat's sort of like humoring her. And then the mage comes in and, you know, says, oh, you know, mage, you know, good to see you and, Oh, it's you and this and that. And they have their conversation. And then Josie sort of starts saying, you know, after the cat and the mage have their conversation, Josie's saying, Oh, and so you're the mage and, you know, I, I'd like to make a wish. He's like, He said, I'm not a genie. You know, he right. says, Well, I just want you to help me fall in love with, you know, I want to fall in love with, with this other guy, Sebastian. And he's like, yeah. No, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to do this. But the consequences, are not being considered, right? The consequences are not being considered because eventually sort of the mage caves in, right? And says, look, tell you what I'll do. Here's, here's a, here's a flower. It's enchanted. Now give it to Sebastian. Make sure he takes a big whiff of the flower and Mm -hmm. see what happens. And at least he'll sort of be at your beck and call. Right. But he's very clear, right? About, you know, I can't make anyone fall in love. You know, I can't sort of force your will in that area. Right. So Josie goes off uh, to go and find Sebastian and give him the flower. The cat and the mage have a bigger conversation. And then Josie returns and Sebastian is basically just like enthralled and won't leave her alone and is trying so much to impress her. And Josie says, mage, I asked you to make a man love me, not to make him turn into a fool. And, right. you know, and Sebastian just continues on his ways and he's just so eloquent. and. The mage says, it's your own fault. You made a stupid request. You didn't ask for love. You settled for enchantment. I can give you enchantment. I could make him desire you. And, you know, so the consequences are coming out, right, from, from yeah. the actions. And, right. you know, the cat sort of intervenes and says, mage, you know, look at them. This is really pathetic, you know. So fine, fine. He, he releases Sebastian from his enchantment. And they both find out that they have, they both wanted the other one to cast a spell on the other one, and they're both sort of caught off guard by that. And, you know, basically the mage says, you know, y'all should just try to get to know each other and, you know, do it that way because there were consequences to the actions, but they didn't think about that. And I I would have hoped that this would have been a a place for the mage to sort of realize, you know, there are consequences to your actions, but. Unfortunately the mage doesn't quite learn his lesson yet but at least we learn as the audience from Josie and Sebastian and their interactions we learn hey you should really think about what you do before before you do it
1: right right exactly and and the story brings that out the the consequences of just sort of the focusing only on desire versus actual uh, love as an interpersonal relationship of seeking the good of the other, right? And like she, like Josie just is kind of disgusted with this sort of foolish, you know, just mindless devotion to her, you know? And that's not really what I think a relationship uh, is meant to be. It's supposed to be like that respectful, mutual, I'm going to, I cherish you, and I'm going to try to do everything that I can to help you flourish. And when both are working on that sort of platform then relationships go into a really beautiful thing yeah but if it's kind of lopsided through enchantment right then yeah it, it just kind of portrays how it just doesn't work i also like as well like there's that little brief dialogue with the cat uh, as well and the cat's like wait mage don't go why because well, the uh, you know, Puss in Boots was going to paint a landscape, but then no, I want to make you. I want to paint you, and the mage again doesn't have time for that.
0: But 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 you know, he 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 does sort of settle right again.
1: Very small, yes.
0: very small instance of like, well, okay, you know, yeah. And he says, yeah. Oh, "All right," but only because I need a break from walking all day.
1: Hmm. And isn't that interesting? And that's where he has the conversation with Gat and is introduced to this the fact that there's this local dragon terrorizing the the nearby villages, just ravaging things, right? That's kind of interesting. I think you see that trail or thread in fairy tales a lot as well, where this seemingly unimportant action you like you were saying he settles seemingly unimportant, has unintended consequences. I think maybe that's the flip side of the mage just going around and acting without thinking about the consequences. I think in fairy tales, we're we're always sort of confronted with that. A a seemingly small action has uh, amazing or grave consequences. Oh, sure.
0: No, I think you see that a lot. I think you see a lot. I mean, in, in, in Snow White, right? One bite of an apple, it sends her into this massive sleep that she cannot wake from. Uh, mm-hmm. Alice in Wonderland, a single bite from, you know, at least in the Disney version. I I, I would suggest that people understand <laughs> right. the actual novel versions of some of these stories are actually a little bit darker and more complex than what Disney led us on to believe. That being yes. said, you know, Alice in Wonderland, she takes one bite from a piece of cake and it changes her. You know, you know we see how the, the prick of a finger, you know, affects someone. So you see, like you right. said, a small action can have big consequences. Now, it's I, I listed off a lot of negative things that happen, but mm. a small yeah. action can also be to the positive. And we may mm-hmm. not see it at first, but it could lead to bigger, better, grander things. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to think of an, a fairy tale in which that happens as well, where there's a small kindness done and it has unintended fantastic consequences later on. Yeah. Or maybe maybe like Jack and the Beanstalk would be a, a good example of that. You know, Jack is totally sold on the the reality of these magic beans and he gives the cow away and he's scolded by his mom. But then that opens up opportunities for him to have an adventure and to get a goose that lays a golden egg and lots of gold and a harp, etc. etc.
0: Well, then I okay. think where we come to here is we, uh, we've, we've come to really finishing off with the cat and the mage, because in their, mm. in their earlier conversation, uh, cause I wanted to focus on Josie and Sebastian, uh, in the earlier conversation, we, the mage finds out from the cat that there's a dragon in the valley and he becomes very interested. He's like a, a dragon, you know, well tell me more about the dragon and, and you know, The mage is like, is anyone dealing with the dragon? And Cat says, well, the king's council, they're going to come together, discuss what action's appropriate. And, you know, the mage's like, well, I don't really do king's councils. And the Cat tries to sort of bolster the mage's sort of confidence. He says, it seems to me that a mage of your caliber would be able to overpower such a beast with minimal effort. And the mage is like, well, you know, maybe, you know, but... You know, I, I do have something else that's more important than, you know, well, your quest. And he's like, yeah, I got to get on with my quest. Uh, and then they, they, they come to sort of the, the ending scene because uh, we already talked about it. But Josie and Sebastian come back together. The mage releases the enchantment and they go off on their merry way. And the cat mm-hmm. sort of praises the, the mage. You've done a good thing. You know, you, you've done a good thing. His, act, his exact words, I think, are, you. I knew you were a benevolent mage at heart. And mm-hmm. I think that point of what is in the heart, right? What is really in the heart? Because I think sometimes we get kind of caught up in the surface level of character flaws. And we're like, oh, man. You know, because really, we, we are led to believe that the mage is just kind of grumpy, selfish, cantankerous, and he is. But, yeah. you know, what's going on inside of his heart? And that's, then the cat gives us a good cue for the interior, of the mage's heart has something going on inside of it. That's that's mm-hmm. good at that center point. Um, so I, I I like that the cat sort of is trying to basically be positive to the mage.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, encouraging, trying to focus on what's good, you know, and kind of turning a blind eye to the fact that he's grumpy and 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 kind of self absorbed.
0: And then we have the sort of finale between the the mage and and the cat and you know the the cat as we know was working on this painting and he says okay i'm done i'm done i'm done because mm-hmm. the mage is getting impatient like he should be you know uh and he comes around and he says well who's that who's that person who's that with me and it's like oh i i don't know a companion a, a friend you know and uh, he says you know Uh, an apprentice or an assistant. Right. And then the mage is like an apprentice. Yeah. Yeah. That seems right. The cat's sort of like, well, I didn't mean anything by it. I was just making a painting. And the mage is like, Oh, that, that, that strikes a chord. And so the mage who doesn't expect anyone to be able to really help him as much as he wants help. You know, he says to the cat, I think you've helped me after all. The cat says a wonderful, wonderful line. He says, don't sound so surprised everybody's capable of helping others, even you mage. Mm. And then, you know, he finishes up, he goes on his way and the mage continues on his quest. But I think that's a great way to sort of end that episode. Cause we are now at the end of episode three, we're almost kind of halfway through this, you know, series of seven episodes. And now we've ended on this note of everybody can help. Mm. Everybody can help a a cat, who's in boots making a painting, who can talk, a mage who's a bit cantankerous. He can help. Everybody can help. And I think that's a very just good nod for everyone, for the audience to really soak that line in. Everybody
1: can help. doesn't matter right. who you are. Right. Do good where you're planted, right? And I, th- I think we also see that, uh, you were saying, in the mage now, it's become with that, word of encouragement from the cat that the mage has been doing good but up until now it's been not intentional it's been reluctant it's been with a lot of griping and so maybe this again will sort of mark a turning point for the mage's own uh, sort of journey as well you were saying there's there there are good things that are happening inside of the mage and that kind of sets us up for the next episode
0: yeah, that's gonna that's gonna take us into episode four. Uh, we continue to follow the mage on his quest, on his journey. We get to see uh, where he is, and my only again, I'm not doing spoilers, but uh, we get to sort of encounter another classic fairy tale, sort of reimagined to a certain extent. Uh, another entertaining scene and some other characters pulled in from other stories. Uh, mm-hmm. So a good episode in episode four coming up and I'm excited to have all of you as the audience listen and I'll be excited to talk with uh, Michael uh, looking back at episode four and then we will continue on from there five six and seven so with that uh, Michael I want to thank you Uh, always a pleasure to have you on board for the table of content
1: oh likewise Albert it's always a joy to be here and I'm looking forward to future episodes
0: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we hope that you have enjoyed this episode of The Table of Content. Uh, We continue to provide these Table of Contents as a way to open up this story, this misspelled series by We Are One Body Audio Theatre. I hope that you will continue to listen to the series and continue to follow along on these special editions of The Table of Content, if you will. And until the next time, as always, be good, stay safe, peace.